Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 55498. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Look at the person next to you say, we're going all the way up tonight. Say it's going to be one of those nights. Say it already started that way. Say it's about to get real crazy. Prophesy to somebody next to you. Say you're about to get good news. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I don't trust what they just said. Look at somebody else that looks like they got at least a teaspoon of faith and just say you're about to see great news before the end of this month. Come on, let's prophesy to somebody else. Touch them, say your name's about to be brought up. Touch somebody else, say favor's about to find you. Debt's about to be canceled. It's Jubilee, boo! Better get your good outfit out. It's about to be a celebration, and you're going to be the guest of honor. I Come on, lift your Bibles out. Let's make our confession of faith together. I'm in my year of jubilee. I'm expecting celebration, emancipation, and restoration every day in Jesus' name. Amen. God, do what you do when you do what you do because you do all things well. Let's go to work. 2023 is your year of jubilee. Three things you can expect, and you should know these things, and I need you to know them like the back of your hand. I need you to know them like your social security number, like your date of birth. I need you to know them like your way to work, like your way to church. I need you to know them like your password because these are the only three things we're doing this year. Number one, celebration. When or win. Everything that happens this year is going to be a win or a win. If it's good news, it's a win. If it's not good news that you wanted, it's a win because it's going to be better news than what you anticipated. The Bible says that God exceeds our expectations, Ephesians 3 and 20, which means sometimes what you called good news was offensive to God because it was small news. Hmm. What you call good news was offensive to God because God said, I have so much more and so much greater. Matter of fact, I hasn't even seen it. Ear hasn't even heard it. The mind cannot even ideate the things that I have already prepared for those that love me. Anybody love God in the building or online tonight? 
This means God has already prepared something for you. And God says he was getting you ready because he's already had it ready. I'm so glad that your neighbor's finally ready. I'm so glad that your mind is finally ready. I'm so glad that you got the strength you needed tonight so you can see this thing all the way through. Would you lay your hands on yourself and say, I'm ready. He's been ready. Let's go. Second thing you can expect is what? It is going to be emancipation. This means there are no restrictions. You see this cage, and this is the way that most people live. Most people live in cages. You ready? And you want to know who carries them around in the cage? Their past. Your past carries you around in a cage telling you what you can't do, what you can't be, where you can't go, what's not going to work, who you're not going to be, what's not going to go right for you. And I'm going to tell you, your past is over. Paul said it like this. He says, I forget those things that are behind. Watch me. Not because I don't remember the lesson, but I choose to forget the pain. I'm grateful for everything I've been through because it made me into who I am. Let's pause for the cause right through here and parenthetically and sort of praise. Is there anybody in this building or online where you can say, I'm grateful for everything I ever have to go through? Why? It made me wiser, stronger. You wouldn't pray like you do had you not been through some hell. You wouldn't be as spiritual as you are had you not been through some hell. Open your mouth and say, I'm grateful for what I went through. You ought to be grateful for every time somebody did you dirty, every time somebody lied, every time somebody tossed you to the side. Why? It taught you that you could survive. You were not built to break down, but you were built to break through. I need every survivor. Watch me. Don't shake nobody else. Shake yourself. Why? Because you are still. You survived their best attempt to take you out. Your past cannot hold you this year. Your past will not carry you around like you some pet showing you off to other people living their best life while you sitting up saying, I wish I was living my best life. This is that year. Jubilee years only come around once every 50 years. And for some, you've never experienced one. And for some, you did experience it, but you didn't know what it was when you were in it. Which means this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And if you don't take advantage of everything God has for you this year, it might not come around again next year. So I pray not only would you not be restricted, but I pray that every ounce of punk in you is rebuked. What is a punk? It's one that pulls back instead of pushes forward. I pray that you would take advantage of everything that God sets in front of you. I pray that you would have the boldness that you need to be everything that God has ordained. I pray that you would be as bold as a lion. I've never seen a lion run from a fight. I've never seen a lion run from a challenge. Now would you touch somebody close to you and say, you ain't running this year. Uh Uh-uh, say, you're going to be bold this year. Because you have no restrictions. I pray you get the degree like you want. I pray you get the finance like you want. I pray that you get the opportunity like you want. I pray you get the godly spouse like you want. I I pray that everything you've been waiting on, that it meets you in your year of jubilee. 
Jesus was held back into a year of jubilee. He's 100% God, 100% man. The same Jesus that could heal at 30 years old is the same Jesus that could heal when he was a child. The same Jesus that could command blinded eyes to be open was the same Jesus that could do that as a child. So why did he have to wait? He had to wait until he was age 30 because it was a jubilee year. Which means God divinely arranged things to make sure that when it's his time to step on the scene, watch me, that he was fully prepared. I need you to hear me. God's been getting you ready. Watch me. And you didn't even know it. You said, I'm sick of going through this. And God says, but this is getting you ready for what you're going to. You're only going through because of where you're going. Thirdly, thirdly, let's go. This will be a year of restoration, which means this will be a year where things are better than before. God does not restore something only for him to give you back what you had. That is cruel. He gives it back to you better than what it was. Now, to get it from you, if you don't give it up willingly, he has to take it involuntarily. There are certain things that God says, since you won't give up average, I'm going to snatch it from you. Since you won't give up average friends, I'm going to make them do you dirty so that now you don't have a choice. Since you wouldn't walk away from them, I'm going to make them walk away from you. I will not let you hold on to anything that's average because I want to restore it. I want to make it better. Which means everything this year is going to be, watch me, not in a place called comfort. Everything this year is going to be in a place called I'm uncomfortable, I'm unfamiliar, this is unusual, I've never done this before. Let me tell you what you need to get used to, challenges. Why? Because the big fruit is on the edge of the ledge. And I need somebody to hear me tonight. God says, I'm going to put you in challenges in the year of Jubilee to make you get something better. Everybody on three, shout better. One, two, three. Now, in this, I taught you that seeking the kingdom first, uh, because at the top of the year, for your year of jubilee, you have to have God's kingdom first. Jesus said, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God. God did not even say to seek him. So if everybody says, I'm just seeking the Lord, you're out of order, because he didn't tell you to do that. You don't get to give him a cheeseburger if he orders a steak. You don't, to give him, you don't get to give him lo mein if he orders a pepperoni pizza. He's not going to accept your Ishmael because you're impatient and won't give him Isaac. So seeking the kingdom first, these five things that are most important to God. This is what it means to seek the kingdom. Time. What is that? Church attendance. That has to be a priority for you this year, which means you have to seek it. You have to make sure nothing gets in the way. Listen, I didn't play this game before I was a pastor. I don't play this game as a pastor. If somebody want me to do something, you better not call me on a one Wednesday. You better not call me on a Sunday because the answer is no. I'm not willing to consider it. I'm not thinking, well, you hold it. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Because watch me. Because I have made up in my mind that he will be first all day and every way. So no wonder I'm never last because I make sure he's always first. Would you touch somebody close to you say, keep the kingdom first this year. If people come to you with some stuff that's going to mess with your attendance, say, I'm not going to be able to do that. Watch me. Could it be that you will be presented with something that looks like an opportunity, but it's really a curse? Because God wants to see if you're going to keep him first. I pray that you don't pick your career over Christ. Shut your mouth. Your time. Number two, your talent. This is serving in church. God says, I've given you gift, talent, skills, and abilities to serve. Online, if you're part of Harvest, I challenge you to serve. In this building, in Denver, I challenge you to serve. In Atlanta, I challenge you to serve. Here's shortly. Number three, your thirst. This is your prayer, praise, and worship. No one should have to beg you to lift your hands. No one should have to beg you to open your mouth and give God glory. All you should have to do is, watch me, recognize you got up. 
all you should have to do is recognize that you're breathing without a machine. I don't like some of y'all silence right there. All you should have to do is recognize that other people died from the same thing you went through, but you're still here. I want to speak to somebody in this building and online where you're looking at how bad it is. I need you to consider how bad it could be. Because you could be at the door getting ready to cross over like the old folk used to say the river joy. But God kept you in the land of the living because you are not done. And I pray that like we prayed earlier, you have the strength of God to do everything that God has ordained for you to do. Your prayer, your praise, and your worship. Number four, your testimony. You should be inviting people to church. It's just as simple. It's simple. I'm not the type that likes to do that. Then you're out of order. Okay, because you keep the kingdom first. But I didn't invite them because they look like they wouldn't come. You just discriminated against somebody, and God didn't discriminate against you. If, if he didn't overlook you because of your issues, how dare you overlook somebody else because you think that they're not qualified. Well, watch me. I'm so glad that God doesn't consult you about who he chooses to love. Everybody is included, and nobody is excluded. Would you look at somebody next to you and say, even you, even you. I need Christians to stop judging people because you think that you got a lock on God and you got a lock on heaven and you got a lock on hell. You don't have a heaven to put nobody in. You don't have a hell to put nobody in. The only thing you're supposed to do is invite in love, invite in love, invite in love, invite in love. Let him change. You're not a great Christian because you're judgmental. You're not a great Christian because you like to throw certain scriptures in people's faces to make them feel less there. You're not a great Christian because you say, well, at least I don't do that. Yeah, but you a whole lie. Y'all ain't going to say that. You're not a great Christian because you can be judgmental. Number five, your treasure, faithfully giving. He gives it to you. It's offensive to somebody who gives you something and says, now, I want a portion of it back so that I can use it for your future. It leaves your hand, but it doesn't leave your life. It exits your hand, but it doesn't exit your life, YouTube. It exits your hand, but it doesn't exit your life, Facebook, which means when I sow, I'm not losing anything. When I sow, what I'm doing is walking by faith, believing he's going to take it and make it bigger and greater than what I release. Which means if what's in your hand, watch me, is all you want, then keep that. But I think there's some people in the building that don't lie that can say, I found out that he gives seed to the sower. So I found out that if I consistently release, God's going to consistently increase. And in my year of Jubilee, that's where I'm living, in a place called Increase. My February money going to be higher than my January money. My March money going to be higher than my February money. My April money going to be higher than my first quarter money combined. I wish you prophesied to the person next to you and touch them and say, you live in a place called increase. And you shall lack nothing. The Lord is your shepherd. And you shall lack nothing. Money will not be your issue this year. You're going to be so blessed. You're going to be a blessing to other people. You'll be so blessed. You're going to be fighting with people over who's going to pay the bill. You ready? You ready? Leave it right there. You ready? Leave it right there. These five things are what, it's what, what it means to keep the kingdom first. Doing these things are, what did I teach you on Sunday? They're symbiotic. Say symbiotic. This means they're mutually beneficial. I taught you on Sunday how when you do those things, God says, I'm going to do something in response. God knows that we are motivated by reward. Everything we do is motivated by reward. Even when you call yourself being selfless, the truth is you're motivated by the reward of feeling like you did something productive. 
Even when you say, I'm just doing it out of the goodness of my heart, you did that so that you could tell somebody that you did it out of the goodness of your heart, which means you were still motivated by reward. When David takes down Goliath, David asked the Lord, he says, God, or he asked Saul, rather, he says, what is the man that kills Goliath? What is he going to get? In other words, I'm not going to fight him unless I know there's a reward. Uh, in boxing, I think they call that, what, a purse? I'm not going to fight if, unless I know the purse. In other words, I know the reward before I get into the fight, which means when I get into the fight, I can't be afraid in the fight because the reward is the motivator to make me keep fighting. So God says, everything you do with him is symbiotic. And listen to me, everything in your 2023 will be symbiotic. What does this mean? You will not have users and abusers and misusers this year. This will be a snake-free year for you. This will be a leech-free year for you. Y'all better hear me and hear me clearly. God is going to make sure that this is symbiotic. There's got to be mutual benefit. They got to bring something to the table, and you got to bring something to the table. And if there's not a symbiosis here, then there's no future here. This is why Isaiah 119 says, if you willingly obey, you will feast like kings. God says, if you willingly obey, that's your part. Here's the symbiosis. Here's your part. He says, I'm going to make sure you feast like a king. Pay attention. He didn't say that you would have to have king training classes. He didn't say that you were going to go through king school. He didn't say that you were going to have to matriculate through the uh, monarchical process. No, God says, if you do this, this is how you're going to live. I need you to prepare. Watch me. If they don't like you now, what they going to do with you when you're living like a king? If they think you too much extra now, watch. If they think you bougie now, wait until you, okay, I, for everybody that knows you're going to live like a king or queen this year, I don't know about your praise. If not, sit there and do nothing. For the rest of us, on three, put a praise in the building and online. Go. One, two, three. Go. Oh, if you don't like me now, you're going to hate me later. Somebody said, I'll live like a king this year. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, the... The last couple of messages in this series, today and Sunday, are warnings to you in your jubilee year. At the top of the year, this whole series is to set the course for the year. In 2022, I taught you it was going to be a weird year. So we spent the whole month of January teaching about weird. So now, this whole month of January, we've spent it teaching about jubilee. These last two messages are warnings. Say warnings. Now, let me tell you why. 1 Peter 5 eight says this. Be on guard. Stay woke. Your enemy, he's not God's enemy, he's your enemy. The devil is like a roaring lion. He's not a lion, but if you don't know that you are a lion, he'll make you think he is the lion. I'm going to say it again. He is not a lion. You are a lion. He will make you think he is a lion if you don't know that you are a lion. I've... I, I, I used to watch a lot of Discovery Channel and those, anybody else watch stuff like that? I noticed that when one alpha lion confronts another alpha lion, it goes something like this. The other one was like, well, evidently you don't know that I can do. You ready? In 2022, the enemy roared at you. And then you said, well, I guess I can't. Well, I guess I won't. I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I'm frustrated. I'm mad. I can't do it. I'm at call. I'm done with people. Ain't nothing gonna work. 
believing don't work, serving don't work, giving don't work. 2023, you? When he rise, you're going to be like, <laughs> you don't know Nan. I promise to God you don't want no smoke. And when he comes at you, you're going to come back with a whole roar. Can I hear a war cry in the building right there? Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. If you come over here, you better be ready for some smoke. You start something with me, you better be ready for some smoke. Proverbs 28, and he makes me as bold as a lion. You ready? If you don't know that, you will be intimidated and you will be neurotic. I'm going to teach you the meaning of that. He says, he's like a roaring lion sneaking around to find somebody to attack. He's sneaking around. He's sneaky. He's sneaky. And he's looking for a mark. He's looking for somebody that when he roars, that you will be passive. That when he roars, you will become neurotic. What does that mean? Abnormally sensitive, obsessive, or anxious. You're so anxious. When he roars, his hope is that you become abnormally sensitive. It's funny how the people who like to talk a lot and do a lot of rah, 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 when they get it back, it's funny how fast they little feelings be getting hurt. They like to rah, 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 and the moment they get barked back at, I'm hurt. Ready? Okay. That's me. Abnormally sensitive, abnormally obsessive, abnormally anxious. What does abnormal mean? It means in a way that is undesirable or worrying. It means this is a problem. And today's message is a warning to you for 2023. Do not be neurotic. Do not be abnormally sensitive. Do not be abnormally obsessive. Do not be abnormally anxious. So what do those things mean? Let's walk it through. Sensitive means this. You're easily offended or upset. You get upset too easily. And I need you to stop letting the enemy see you sweat. I need you to learn how to hear some stuff and say, hmm, let me sit on that for a minute. I need somebody to say something offensive. And before you snap, crackle, and pop, you say, wait a minute. I'm not going to put my energy into your stupidity. i come down for what? Look at somebody and say, don't be abnormally sensitive. Tell them. In the comments online, type it. Don't be abnormally sensitive. Well, so-and-so didn't speak to me. Well, then forget it then. Keep speaking to them. And if you live in Denver and you try to speak to people, you've experienced that. You try to look at people and speak, and they will look right at you and not speak back. If you drive in Denver, you know, listen, in the South, we give people the thank you hand. Somebody lets you over, you say thank you. You basically want to go pay for their food after they let you over. Here, they'll do all of this. They'll speed up, go real slow, all that, come behind you, and don't give you no kind of thank you hand. Now, I don't need you catching a case because of some road rage because of some stupid person. 
I don't need you. You work with people and you already know that you're dealing with crazy demonic people. So I need you to stop letting them say stuff to offend you. You need to be able to look at some of these people and say, you need to keep all of that over there. Because you don't, don't come over here with all of that. I'm not the one for all of that. And I'm not going to go, watch me, I ain't going to be running back and forth to the boss's office behind this. You come over here starting to mess with me, I'll go above your head to my God. And my God will shut you and your whole little crew down. Easily offended or upset. You can't be getting upset that easily. You can't be tearing your house up because you're mad at somebody else. Now you got to go fix stuff in your house. I remember one time, several, several, several years ago. <laughs> I remember one time I got so mad, I threw my phone. Now let me tell you how, this, no, no, it wasn't a long time ago. Let me tell you, when I tell you the phone, you're going to know it was a long time ago. I threw my trio. Now, my younger millennials are like, what is that? All right? That was the original smartphone. You had a full keyboard on that joker. You had a little pin thing that you had on the back right there. It was, it was smaller than these uh, Android devices uh, that you have now. You know, it was a good quality phone. I got so mad, I threw my phone. And then I was like, nah, I got to clean this up. I done made a hole in the wall. I done broke the phone. And then I ran over to it and tried to put it back together. <laughs> this is what some of y'all keep doing to your life. You're neurotic. So you tear everything up. And then, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to say all of that. I just got so upset. There are certain things that you say when you're upset that once it's out the bag, you can't take it back. And now you're talking about forgive me, and they're like, yeah, I forgive you, but I'm done fooling with you. You should have you you thought about that in the bathroom privately before you said that to me. Abnorm watch me. Abnormally sensitive, easily offended or upset. Number two, abnormally obsessive. You're thinking about something or someone too much and in a way that's not normal. Some of you are obsessive, so you never do anything because you obsess over doing it perfectly. You're obsessive. You're obsessive. You're thinking about stuff way too much. I, I wonder if that person, I wonder if that person thought this or thought that. Well, call them and ask them. You're obsessive. You're obsessive. So consequently, what happens when you're obsessive is that you put energy into things that you're only thinking about but you're never acting on. So you're sitting up thinking about stuff. You, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm for the proof to you. You've had full conversations with people in your head, watch me, or out loud while in your car before you saw that person to only get to that person and not have to say any of that stuff that you said because what you thought was about to be a fight, they come to you and say, no, nah, don't even worry about it. I'm good. Wave at me online. Some of y'all, y'all gonna look at me like that like you ain't never done that? Some of y'all did that on the way to church tonight. You pretending like you were praying. You were talking to yourself. You're neurotic. You're, you're abnormally obsessive. Abnormally obsessive. So all of your energy gets spent on ideation but never into implementation. You are so fixated on things being perfect that you never make a punch. You're so focused on obsessing over things that you never do anything. Y'all ain't saying. You're obsessed over having the right gym clothes and ain't been yet. 
Say something. You are so obsessed about whether or not you might be tired or not that you ain't done nothing. So all of your energy goes to ideas. You never get to implementation. You never do anything. You're obsessive. You're obsessive. Some of you, you're so obsessive. You have been talking about the things you're going to do for years. It's fixing to be my year. I'm going to do this. I can't wait. Hey, Jubilee, Jubilee, Jubilee. Yeah, that's right. Come on, say it, Bishop, say it, Bishop, say it, Bishop, say it, Bishop. Don't do nothing in January. Don't do nothing in February. Don't do nothing all summer. Soon the fall come. And once I get these kids back into school, because that's why I can't do it. Because these kids at the house. Now, you got that bedroom door shut. Y'all halfway talk to one another in the first place. It's because these kids here. I'm going to do it as soon as the fall comes. Fall comes. You know what? I'm just, I got a lot going on. It's just a lot happening. You know, it's just a lot. You know, it's cold outside. You live in Denver. Okay? You ready? Okay? November comes. You know what? It's the holidays. It's the holidays. It's just, you know, people traveling. You ain't! You ain't going nowhere! People traveling. And, you know, it's just a lot going on. People in town, people out of town, you know. They say, you know, they say, they say the virus, people getting corona again. And, uh, and so, you know, and so, you know, I just want to play it safe. So you driving in your car by yourself with a mask on. I still don't understand that. So the car next to you is going to cough and it's going to come through the air and come into your car with the windows up? I, I, and somebody, if you do that, can you please after church come help me understand your rationale with that? Because I'm trying to figure out, so who in there? <laughs> Maybe somebody laid back in the passenger seat. You're obsessive. So you never do anything because you're always obsessing over what you might do. You're obsessing over what could go wrong. You're obsessing over what might not go right. And so you spend all of your time living in a limited scarcity mentality. It has a psychological name. It's called a negaholic. You are addicted to the negative so that you never get to experience anything positive. Well, they might say this. Might, might not. Well, you know, I don't want to get it and lose it. How about you just keep it? You're obsessive. You're obsessive. And so you never take any shots because you're afraid you might miss. You ready? Let's go to this third one. Oh, you finna get free tonight. Oh, you finna get free tonight. I promise you, I'm going to look at freedom. I'm going to see freedom in every person's eyes. And if I don't see freedom in your eyes, we're going to do it like old school church. You ain't leaving. So I suggest you get free in the next seven minutes, okay? Because ain't nobody going nowhere. We'll pull you down to this altar. I will get some ladies to come put on some white outfits with orthopedic shoes and nurses caps. I got several nurses in the building. Y'all get your scrubs ready just in case I need you down front, huh? Y'all ready? <laughs> My nurses said, I'm off, Bishop. Can we do it without the outfit? I have had enough patience today. But then look at your neighbor and say, get free tonight, Dan. Ain't nobody leaving until everybody free. Here's the last one. Abnormally anxious, experiencing worry, unease, nervousness about an imminent event or something with an uncertain outcome. Oh my God, tax day's coming up, okay? It's imminent. Oh my God, the first of the month's coming up. It's the first of the month, get up, get up. Get up. Stop right there. 
Okay. Okay. Oh, my God, my car note is due. Okay. Are, are you really, you've been sitting up under this teaching and you still worried about that? Ready? Mm -mm. No, we don't do that. Touch your neighbor and say, we don't do that here. Uh, 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 uh. Say, money is not our issue. Come on. You're uneasy. You're un you, you, you have uneasiness. You're nervous. You're nervous about everything. Oh, my God, I'm just so nervous. And we can see your nervousness. We can see your nervousness. It's written all over your face. You have nervous energy. What? One of the things that's really important, people around me, they can't have nervous energy because I'm like a shark, and I sense it. It's blood in the water. And so when people are, like, you got to go up out of here because I, I can't come back when you can figure it out what you're trying to say. Because I can't do, I, can't, I don't know how to process this. So I'm like Megalodon. I will bite. Huh? What is it? <laughs> Please land the plane. What is the issue? Abnormally anxious. Watch me. Because of an uncertain outcome. Which means if you're abnormally anxious, you ready? This means you rarely live by faith. Anxiousness is nothing more than a control freak that's shaking. Because what you really want to do is you want to be in control. And because the outcome is uncertain, now you're anxious. You're anxious because you can't control the outcome. Which means you rarely live by faith because you only want stuff you can control the outcome. You only take risks where you're certain on the outcome. You only take jumps where you're like, I know I'm safe if I jump here. I know. But what if your jubilee year was going to require you to get uncomfortable? What if your jubilee year was going to require a whole nother level of faith? I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight, but what, what you call a storm is not a storm. It is God forcing your faith to upgrade. God says you're going to have to do some stuff that is big for you, but it's going to pay off for you. Come on, open up your mouth and say, Lord, increase my faith. So let me show you this in practice. There's a woman, her name is Hannah. She has a rival, her name is Penina. Hannah is neurotic. And I'm going to show it to you in the text. And then you, everybody's going to get free tonight, and everybody's going to get free in the next six minutes. You ready? How many minutes you got to get free? All right, now, if I go longer than six, that means you were taking too long to get free. Here we go. First Samuel 1 and 2. This man's name, Elkanah. Elkanah has two wives, Hannah and Penina. He says, the name of one was Hannah. Hannah's name means God has favored me. In the story, you are Hannah. All right? If you're a fella, just be Hans, okay? All right? And then, all right, if you're a lady, you're going to be Hannah. Say, God has favored me. Hold on. Let's start right here. You owe him a praise. What is favor? It is when a superior leans towards an inferior. It is when God adds his super to your natural. Can I tell you the only reason you're still alive today is because God handed you, God favored you. Open your mouth, Facebook. Open your mouth, YouTube. Open your mouth, Grape Street. Say, God has favored me. So now we have a problem because if she's abnormally anxious, abnormally obsessive, abnormally uh, 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 neurotic, if she's all of that, this means she doesn't even recognize her favor. You don't recognize your favor when you're neurotic because you're so anxious, you're so obsessive, and you're so sensitive. You'll say you're not favored, but that's only because you walk around like a punk. And just elbow somebody next to you and say, and you're no punk. <laughs> mm -mm, no, so, so, tell them, say, you are strong. You are strong. Mm -hmm. 
Come on, let's go here. Tell them, come on, come on, tell them. Say, you is kind, you is smart, you is impotent. It's from the movie to help. Okay, look at this. Let's go. And the name of the other was Penina. Penina had children. Now watch me. Penina has something Hannah wants, but Hannah has something Penina can't have. While you're looking at other people, they wish they could be. They wish they could pray and know that God hears it. They wish they could worship. They wish. She has something. Penina has something Hannah wants. But Hannah has something that Penina can't have. Because it's not up to Penina to get. Look at me. It says the name of the other Penina. Penina had children. Go back, please. Penina had children, but Hannah had what? No children. Now, in the Hebrew culture, women would often connect their value to their ability to reproduce children. Here's what's neurotic about it. If I'm not producing a natural child, I, watch me, you can still produce a business. You can still produce something in the earth. So what's crazy is, Hannah, you're missing the fact that you were favored not to have kids so you could do what those that have kids can't do. I wish some, look at your neighbor and say, you don't even know how favored you are. While you're complaining about what you don't have, you're missing the fact that you can do what they can't do. Come on, come on. Look at this, look at this. Verse 5. It gets better. But to Hannah... Elkanah is, is the husband's name. Elkanah gives Hannah a double portion. Okay, Penina got some cheering. He says, here goes the normal for y'all. He walks over to Hannah, hey boo, <laughs> baby girl. He says, look, I'm going to give you double. Who is all of this for, Elkanah? I don't have kids. It's for you. You're not even recognizing God protected you from having to share what he did. Oh, my God. But you're so neurotic, the only thing you're focusing on is you want a child. But you're missing the fact that you get double. God has made up for you in ways that you're not paying attention to because you're neurotic. You're not even paying attention to, well, you know, I, I, you know, I just don't understand why I have to pay. Shut up. You're missing the fact that you got it like that. I just don't know. I got to catch Uber. I got to catch Lyft. I got to catch RTD. You're missing the fact that you got it to do it. Y'all not saying nothing to me. Well, you know, my family, don't, my family didn't do this for me. My family didn't help me. My family didn't. You're missing the fact that even without a familial system of support, that you still made it happen anyhow. Would you touch your neighbor, please, and tell them, say, God has favored you. Maybe you're dealing with an illness and you're like, oh, I just don't understand why I'm still dealing with this. I prayed and I'm going to be 100% healthy, 100% healthy, and I spoke and I just, you, shut up. You're missing the fact that you're still here and you're strong enough to last through the treatment. 
so that when you come out of the treatment, you'll never have that issue ever again in your life. She got a what? Double portion. Look at verse 6. Her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her. So watch me. Who's Hannah in the story? Us. All right? All right? Now take this out. Penina is her rival. They're married to the same guy. That's the Hebrew culture in that day. They're married to the same guy. Penina is like provoking her, like, you ain't got no kids. What Hannah should have did is roared back. She said, but I bet you I can go to the mall. Y'all ain't going to, you miss it, you miss it, you miss it, you miss it. See, what Hannah should have did is been like, you're right, I don't. I get to go to sleep when I want to. I ain't got no babies hollering and crying to keep me up. What are you trying to say to me, Bishop? You're missing the correct response because while you're letting them provoke you for what you don't have, you need to be thanking God for the benefits that you do have. She provoked her grievously. So this means every time uh, uh, Hannah would walk away from Penina, she was grieving. What is grief? It is our human response to loss. Five stages to grief, which means every time she's around Penina, she has to go through uh, depression. She has to go through acceptance. She has to go through. And for some of you, you literally keep going around Peninas in your life. And you're looking. Watch me. You don't even have to go around them. You looked on your Discover page on Instagram and saw Peninas that provoked you internally for what you thought you did not have. And you're missing the fact that while they have followers, they don't have finance. It's quiet in the building. Here's where it gets crazy, though. For the Lord had closed her womb. Hannah didn't do anything. She, 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 she didn't do anything for her womb to be closed. The Lord just said, woman whom I favored. Say your first and last name. Whom I favored. I'm not going to let you do this. And it's not punishment. It is because I have favored you in such a way that while other women are going to be consumed with this, I got something greater for for every person where you felt like there's some areas where it seems like God has been the one to shut it down or to stop it or to block it. I need you to lift your hands and worship God for five seconds right there in the building and online. Five, four, three. God didn't let you get the job. God didn't let you get the business. God didn't let the building deal go through. God didn't open it up for you. God didn't let you get the car. God didn't let you get the house. God didn't let the relationship work. It was God. And here's what's crazy. Here's what's crazy. It said the Lord closed it. Which means, at one point, it was open. So now, if you're neurotic, you're so focused on what he shut down that you're missing what he opened up. 
You were like, I could have did it last year. You're like, I don't know why it ain't working this year. I don't know why this ain't working. I don't know why it's so difficult. I don't know why I got to go see this property, this property, this property, that property, that property. I don't know why I got to do it all that. It was the Lord. Ready? Y'all got three minutes to get free. Verse 7. Now, for those of you, it's been a rough week. Shut up. It's Wednesday night, so allow me to preach aggressively, okay? I love you. I love you. So just allow me to preach aggressively. All right? All right? Because we got to get free from this. We don't, I don't have time to cookies and cornflakes. I don't do that to you anyhow. But I don't have time for that because I need you to get free from this tonight. So it went on year by year. You listen to me? It wasn't a bad day. It wasn't a bad week. It wasn't a bad month. Wasn't a bad season. She started in 2019, and it was still going on in 2023. We don't know how long it went on. We just know that the Bible says it went on what? Year by year. So watch me. Year by year, nothing changes for Hannah because Hannah doesn't change. Nothing changes for Hannah because Hannah doesn't change. Look at this. And as often as she went to church, that's when Penina would provoke her. So the more spiritual Hannah got, the more ratchet Penina was. The more spiritual, the more spiritual Hannah got, the more whoop-de-woo. Whoop-de-woo is an urban colloquialism that just means. I can't say that. Fill in the blank. You ready? So, you ready? Let me show you how this works. Hannah will come home from church. And I won't stop praying. And I won't stop praying. And then Penina would walk in the room. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know what you're clapping for. I'm talking about some of y'all's mamas. I don't know what you're praising for. I'm talking about some of y'all's cousins. I don't know why you're giving God all that good. Stop all that. You don't take all that. What you praising him for? You still ain't got no kids. And what Hannah should have did is said, and I won't stop praising. And I won't stop praising. Come on, Wednesday, say it. Everybody, everybody say. That's what she should have did. But she's neurotic. Abnormally sensitive. Abnormally obsessive. Abnormally anxious. So she don't eat. So now she's anorexic. Some of y'all say, Bishop, I do the opposite. You don't do nothing but eat. Everything in sight. How many can be honest that at some point in your journey you've been an emotional eater? My hand's up. Been an emotional eater. I ain't been an emotional eater. Um, Hannah wept and she wouldn't eat. Hannah said, I'm not eating anything. I'm not eating anything. And she's crying. Because this trick, 
trick is an urban colloquialism for an undesirable character that's present in one's life. <laughs> She's not eating. So what is she not doing? She's not focused. What is she not doing? She doesn't have energy. What is she not doing? She's not working on her business. What is she not doing? She's not working on her future. What is she not doing? She's not maximizing the fact that she doesn't have kids now. Because let me go ahead and, and jaywalk across the grass. Let me just cut across the grass to get you the point. Because even when she does have a child, he doesn't stay with her. She, she has Samuel, and she has to give Samuel to the man of God. Which means you didn't even get it the way you wanted it because it wasn't supposed to be like that for you. in your time while you're being neurotic behind this trick. Who you talking to? <laughs> Hannah wept. She won't eat. So now she's waking up crying. Lord Jesus, do it, Lord, do it. And God is like, you're missing the fact that I gave you what I won't give Penina. Oh, God. So now you're doubting, you're obsessive, you're moody, you're anxious. Elkanah don't want to be bothered with you. You don't want to be bothered with yourself. You're overthinking, you're depressed. Because you're neurotic. You're looking at what someone else has. And you're thinking that your path is supposed to be theirs. Which means, what is the need of you if you're only going to duplicate them? Come on, come on. Now it's freedom time. Tell somebody next to you, say, and I rebuke you being neurotic. Come on. Touch it in the comments. I rebuke you being neurotic. I rebuke it. Can I take you further? Let's go. Penina's name, you ready for this? Means pearl. A pearl, watch me, is formed because a foreign object gets inside of an oyster and as a defense mechanism, when an irritant enters the oyster, it begins to secrete a liquid that begins to cover the irritant in layers of the liquid that it secretes. That liquid then begins to harden and it takes three years for a high quality pearl to be developed. So predicated upon the meaning of Penina's name, we can surmise that the issue started in 2020 but it's about to end in 2023 I wish I had faith in the building I wish I had faith in the building would you touch your neighbor say this is your jubilee year takes three years for high quality to be developed and I'm grateful for everything God shut down and I'm grateful for every penina and I'm grateful for every irritant it takes three years All right. can you please tell somebody on the soul to say it's jubilee I'm going to be honest. I don't really like their response. I'm just going to be very honest with you. So I need you to try somebody else this time. And, and, and when they say that, something ought to pop off in them that makes them realize just how favored they are. Touch them and say, it's Jubilee. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. I ain't even mad no more. I ain't even upset no more. Thank you, Penina. Appreciate you. It took me three years to figure out what you were. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, we got to finish. Verse 10. 
Verse 10. She, Hannah, was deeply distressed. Because she's what? Neurotic. Overly sensitive. Overly anxious. Overly obsessive. You're obsessing over what this woman thinks about you. Man, bye. Somebody asked me something the other day, and I said, listen, if I cared what people thought, I would not have done what I've done. And I said, and I, listen, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just getting started. I said, so if you think this was something, wait until you see my sequel. You ready? She was deeply distressed. So now she prays to the Lord. Wow. This whole time with your neurotic behind, you ain't prayed about nothing. You just obsessed over it. You, you, just, you just were anxious about it. You were just sensitive. Don't say that around me. You know I'm sensitive. You're grown. So if you need a pull-up, you need to go downstairs. Because him downstairs. <laughs> Kings of comedy. All right, listen. You ready? She was deeply distressed and prayed to the Lord. And look at me, and she's weeping. The word weep there means to lament, which means when she's, when she's weeping, she's actually asking the Lord, Lord, why is this happening to me? But here's how good God is to us. Not only is she weeping, but God is so good that even though Hannah doesn't know that Hannah's being neurotic, that Psalm 126 says that they that sow in tears. God is so good to you. Say, how good is he, Bishop? That even when you're acting neurotic, God says, I'm still going to take your tears and turn them into something amazing. She wept bitterly. Bitterly there in Hebrew means that she poured out. So she literally empties herself out to God. And this is the first time we see her actually do this, which meant that it had to be towards the end of that three-year period of time because um, we can ascertain um, that she finally is pouring out. She's just been sensitive about it. She never went to God about it. She's just obsessed about it. She never went to God. Have you ever said to God, God, you know, I'm kind of sensitive about this, and I shouldn't be. You sensitive because other people doing certain things and you getting all sensitive and changing the mood at the table. You never actually went to God about it. This is the first time we see her go to God about it and pay attention because we're about to go up. Y'all ready to go up? Everybody got to get free tonight. Verse 11, and she vowed a vow. Watch me. Watch, watch the change. She said, God. She says, O Lord of hosts, which means the Lord who fights for me. If you indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me, now, it's only affliction because she called it that. All this stuff, you know, I'm just going through warfare. You called it that. Is it really warfare? Is, I mean, is it really that? Or is it that you're neurotic? You're obsessed over things. You're obsessed over things that don't impact anything. You ready? Some of you obsess over your previous lovers so God cannot send you someone new because he won't let them have to pay the price. Preach. Preach, Bishop! You ready? God says, I'm not going to torture somebody because you're a neurotic. 
So I can't send you quality. I have to send you the irritant, not the pearl. I can't trust you with good. You don't know what to do with it. You're neurotic. You're going to worry them to death. Let's go. And she bowed a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts, we got to go. If you will indeed look on the affliction of your servant and remember me and not forget your servant. Who said he forgot you? Let me get in seven of y'all's business. Today, today, what came across your mind was, are you even Come on, one, two, three, four, five, six. Where's the seven? Seven, thank you. You ready? Who said he forgot you? Because you ain't got no kids. Who said he forgot you? Who said he forgot you? Because you don't have what she has, but she wants what you have, but can't have it. That's why she provokes you, because Elkanah loves you more than her. Come on here. That's why she provokes you, because even she knows God is on your side, not hers. That's why she talk about you for coming to church so much, because she realizes that God takes your side in everything. Come on, Bishop. Let's go. I got to go. He says, but I will, give, I will give to your servant a son. Then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. No razors will touch his head. She was saying, I'm going to dedicate him to be in, uh, in the priesthood. You ready? I'm going to dedicate him to be in the priesthood. Okay? Now, now wait, pay attention. Look at me. Look at me. You ready? She does this in front of the man of God. And Eli, who's the man of God, sees her. And he thinks she's drunk. Because her lips are moving, but he doesn't hear words. And Eli's like, y'all come in here and do something with her. Because she, <laughs> I can't engage everything. Some people just, she look a little off. She look a little off. Look at the next verse. And the Bible says this. Then Eli answered. <laughs> he says, go in peace. And the God of Israel grants your petition. That you have made to him. Okay, you ready? God is so good. Say, how good is he? That even when you're being neurotic, God says, I'm going to hear you, and I'm going to answer you, and I'm going to be there, and I'm going to let you know that I haven't left you, nor have, have I forsaken you. I'm going to make sure the man of God says something to you himself. Because I need you to know I heard you with your neurotic behind and I wish you'd recognize that I had picked you to do something amazing. Just because I said not then didn't mean not ever. Delay does not mean denial. Come on, y'all. We about to go up. Would you shake somebody's arm like you're going to shake it off? Say, delay does not mean denial. Verse 18. And she said, everybody stand on your feet. We got to go. And she said, let your servant find favor in your eyes. Stop. You already had it. You praying for stuff and God is like, they knew. They must be new. They must be new. They must be new. There's certain restaurants I go to that I only want to go during the week because it's a different staff on the weekend. And 
and they knew. No, so I, I just, no, I just, just, I gotta be, I, I need, I need, because when they knew, you know, it just takes too much time. So just, I wanna go here, and this is where I wanna go, and then let's go here. Mm -mm, I don't know Saturday, I don't know Sunday, right? Because they knew. Look at your neighbor and say, stop acting brand new. Let your servant find favor in your eyes. You have it. Your name literally means, pay attention. God has favored, which means, Hannah, you've always had it. Come on, y'all. You ready? We're about to go up. While you're looking at your life mad and frustrated, you've always had it. Who in the building and online can look back over your life and be honest and truthful that the fact is when you really look back, the truth is you've all... Things never fail to the bottom the way they should have and could have. While you got close to the edge, he always snatched them edges back so you didn't get too far. Would you please look at somebody and say, you've always had it. Come on, let's go home. Watch me. The Bible says, the Bible says she went her way. Now she's eating and her face was no longer sad. What changed it? Go back to verse 17. What changed it? The man of God said... So, so well, say everybody about to get free. Yeah. Everybody lift your hands in the building and online. So I need you to not be neurotic from this day forward. From the moment you watch this message, whether the podcast, the replay, YouTube, however you receive this, if you're watching it live right now, from this day forward, you cannot be neurotic, abnormally sensitive, abnormally obsessive, or abnormally anxious. Why? Because if we're about to do verse 17, then Eli, then Bishop Foreman answered, go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant your petition that you have made to him. May the God of the United States, may the God of the earth, may the God of the universe grant you your petition. And I need you to shift to verse number 18. I need you, come on, I need you not to be sad. I need you to skip back on your square. Lift your hands, say, I release being neurotic. Say it again, I release being neurotic. I will not be obsessive. I will not be anxious. I will not be anxious. And I will not be obsessive. I will not be obsessive. I will not be sensitive. I am Hannah. God has favored me. God has favored me. Now don't wait until the battle is over. I need somebody to shout now. Shout now. Shout now. Shout right now. Look at me. Last verse. Before we get to the verse, though, look at me. God used it. He used everything. But she made, listen to me. She made her journey miserable because she was neurotic. Look at me, all you complainers, former complainers, you've made it miserable. You've made it rough. You made it this way. You missed your favor. I just can't get a house. Yeah, you weren't going to overpay. 
You made him miserable. You made him miserable. But I got to move. Thank God you got the money to move. You made it miserable. But I don't, some people don't like me. Glad you know. So now you make sure you don't invite him to lunch. You just save yourself some money. Get yourself two meals. But I'm a single parent. Listen, thank God he could trust you to do the job of one, of two, excuse me. You're making it miserable. This is so rough. Because you said it is. This is so tough. Oh, I'm just a teenager trying to live for God. It's tough. No, it's not. Being a hoe is tough. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a fifth Sunday coming up on Sunday. Pregnancy tests are tough. STD tests are tough. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Going to the clinic is tough. Y'all ain't talking to me. Talking about he don't look like me. That's tough. <laughs> Bishop Kevin Foreman, move on. <laughs> Lift your hands and worship God for three seconds. Go three, two, one, two. Worship God. Where's that? Hallelujah. Verse 20 and we're done. Verse 20 and we're done. Verse 20 and we're done. <laughs> and in due time. How many years does it take to form a pearl? Three. A high quality. Now listen, pay attention. A high quality pearl. We ain't talking about no stuff you can get off of Amazon Prime for $17. <laughs> Somebody say high quality. <laughs> Let me think of another word that I could use for high quality. If it's high quality, it makes you want to celebrate. If it's high quality, you don't have the restrictions of cheap. If it's high quality, it's better than the irritant that was placed there. Let me see if I can say it another way. It takes three years for you to get into Jubilee. You ready? Verse 20. Here's where you're at. We got to go. This extra time, because you have taken a long time to get free. <laughs> Ready? And in due time, say your name. Conceived and bore. And she called his name Samuel. I talk a lot about Samuel. First Samuel 3.19. And the Lord was with what she produced. And did not let one of her, his words fall to the ground. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, the Lord is with me. Go back to the verse. It says this, the verse, Rotoshaya. He says, for she said, I asked for him from the Lord. She produces Samuel. And she has Samuel. Bible says she has to take Samuel to Eli. And she says, I made a vow to God that what I produce, I would give to the Lord. 
So while I was complaining the whole time about not having kids, you ready for this? Somebody say plot twist. He's going to have to feel abandoned. Because I can't raise him. I have to give him to the man of God. And so while I was so focused on being neurotic, I didn't consider the fact that I still wouldn't be able to raise him. Because I can't have him. Because this was going to be a man of God. The first prophet, priest, and judge. He was the first in his bloodline. Say plot twist. But God is so good. Say how good is he? That he took her neuroticism and her neurosis. And he turned it for the good of the nation. It was Samuel who would anoint the first king. It was Samuel who would anoint David. He was greater than a king. He was a king maker. What you produce in 2023 will set you up for the rest of your life. Come on, y'all. We got to go. I'm way over time. What you produce in 2023 is going to shut you up, set you up for the rest of your life. Come on, I need you to lift your hands, open up your mouth, and worship God. We got to go. Like, what you're going to produce in this year is going to change your life forever. Come on, YouTube. Come on, Facebook. I know it's late on the East Coast, but I need you to go up with me. It'll be the first of its kind. Never seen it before. Never been before. Lord, we release neuroticism. Wow. This thing here. Wow. I mean, God, oh. I pray that you don't ruin your journey because you're neurotic. I pray you don't ruin your year because you're neurotic. Don't do it. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you need to become a Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, you've not been faithful, tonight's your night. Thirdly, if you give your life to the Lord, but you need to recommit yourself to him because you're like, I don't really know. I'm not sure where things stand with God. Tonight's your night. Wherever you're at, in this building and online. On three, I need you to slip your hand up in the building. Online, do the hand with emoji. Say it's me. One, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Two, you are Hannah or Hans. You're favored by God. One, two, three. If that's you, hand up in the building. Online, do the hand emoji emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or to be sure. Everybody pray this for me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I was far from you, reconnect me to you. I will not be neurotic. If you see me going there, Stop me. Woo! In Jesus' name. Can you clap your hands like you love the Lord in the building and online? You just prayed that prayer, scan the QR code, and text the word harvest to 55498. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So, 
Just text the word decision to 55498 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you and our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.